0: Hello, thank you for joining me. You're listening to the Profitable Content Marketing Show. In this episode, I talk to Colin Gray about podcasting. If you've not heard of Colin before, he is known as the podcast host and he is a speaker as well as the owner of a podcasting school. I met Colin in London around three years ago. Uh, He was speaking at the Youpreneur Summit event. I believe it was actually the first event. And I got talking to Colin after his speaking gig, and I just love his down-to-earth approach and the way his tips are just so doable. In this interview, we talked about, you know, how to stay consistent and how to improve your productivity, as well as, you know, it's not just the tips very often, it's also the tools we use. So Colin also shares this amazing tool so if you are planning to start a podcast or you're podcasting already but want to get faster and more productive well this episode is for you so thanks for joining and let's jump right in and hear what colin has to say to us hello colin
1: hi there thanks for having me on
0: thank you very much for joining us so colin i know that You actually teach podcasting, so you have a wealth of information to share with us. So I wanted to start by asking you one of the most common questions I hear. As you probably know, um, I work with a lot of bloggers and content creators so and business owners. So we talk a lot about finding your voice when it comes to writing and making sure that you are authentic, whereas with podcasts, of course, the actual voice can be heard so we're talking also about you know perhaps accents or lack of accents sometimes yes what kind of advice do you give about this usually
1: yeah it's it's a tricky one and it's one of it's definitely one of the most common things that comes up like you say it applies to just about any content out there but with podcasting obviously voice voice is so important because it's it's your voice that's actually been recorded the, the advice I generally give is that podcasting is such a great medium because just about anyone can find fans for their voice. They can find somebody that will like the way they speak, the way they act, their ethos, their personality, all of those aspects. So the key thing really is to be yourself. And it's easy to say that, I know, but the being yourself thing is so important because it's so, much harder, it's so much harder to hide behind a mic. Um, and it's so much easier to be honest, transparent, open behind a mic, I think. The thing is with, I mean, you know, with blogging, you're kind of you're hiding behind your typewriter. It's, it's hard to get your typewriter. Have I gone back to the 1950s? You're hiding behind <laughs> your keyboard. Um, and it's much harder to, you know, incite emotion, to, to really truly be yourself when you're typing. Um than when you speak when you speak you're much more like yourself so then we've got video and audio but video there's something about looking at a camera there's something about that screen in front of you that you know it's it's quite hard to be informal to be yourself to be honest so then you come to podcasting and you have this microphone in front of you and you're just speaking to an individual and it's so much easier to be honest and transparent and all that stuff so yourself seems to come out the thing that people struggle with though is being natural on the microphone And one thing that helps with that, I find, in being natural and being yourself, is to start to think about that listener. To Start to think about an individual. That's the key thing. You're not speaking to a crowd. You're not speaking to a hundred, a thousand, a million people out there. You're speaking to one person. So, you should always say on the mic like hi there how are you doing how are you today it's not hey guys how are you all doing it's how are you today i'm speaking to you when you want to do this you do this when i want you to do that you do that it's an individual and something uh, a trick that i learned a long time ago and i know a lot of people use is to have something to focus on behind the mic so you'll have a photo possibly a lot of people put a photo on the wall behind their microphone That they can look at and that represents their ideal listener it might be a real person that they know or it might be you know a a fictional character an avatar a a persona that they've created that is their ideal customer their ideal listener but it's somebody that you can look at and just imagine you're speaking to that person and that little thing tends to make you much more natural on the mic because you know who you're speaking to it's a conversation as opposed to a monologue Um, and it just helps you a lot with being yourself Um, And the the other thing, the last one I'll just say there is uh, I've seen people use soft toys for this so you've got your favorite teddy from (laughs) when you were a child they sit that behind the mic and you've got your your teddy that you're speaking to and it's a person you know it's a personality in your head and that's who you're speaking to little things like that so having something someone some you know a thing to talk to makes all the difference when you try to find your voice but does that make sense Stephanie just around it's just yes it's just it's personal so it's just being yourself on that.
0: Indeed, it absolutely makes sense. In fact, when I started creating online videos, I just could not even, you know, keep looking at the camera. And that's what I used to do. I had pictures of my first clients, and I used to put them. I used to put them on 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 the screen at the top. In fact, yeah. I ended up ruining my camera sticking them <laughs> because I used to stick them onto the actual Mac camera on the front. Right um but yeah i suppose it's like you said though though in this case you cannot it's not like a presentation you don't imagine a group you need to imagine that one person because it's a very intimate medium and you're in people's ears so it takes a different approach
1: yeah absolutely yeah it's that one-to-one thing and so many people don't do it as well so many people you hear them say at the start of the podcast hey guys welcome to the show i hope you're all doing well out there and it immediately breaks that intimate one-to-one personal connection. You're not speaking direct to the person. So it's it's it is really important and it does make a difference.
0: Indeed, absolutely. In fact, I think for that reason, I find that people with sort of very fancy loud intros kind of put me off.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's not it's not themselves, is it? It's not it's often somebody else that they get to do it. And that's not that works on TV, it works on film because it's like it's a big production, it's meant to be dramatic, but a podcast is a conversation it's a it's an intimate conversation one-to-one you're learning from this individual it's not a company it's not a brand might be a personal brand arguably but it's a personal brand Mm -hmm. personal to you and personal to that person so absolutely yeah it's just it's it's that intimate connection you're looking for
0: indeed and speaking of personal brands I I would really like to hear actually your take about that is it do you find that it's valuable to certain types of businesses more than others you know having their own podcast and repurposing that content
1: i think it's it's really it's it's valuable to anyone i believe to have some kind of a personal brand around a business whether it's a a big business that has a figurehead or uh you know just a, a personality within it to kind of convey the ethos of that company like some so the obvious examples being things like apple with steve jobs you know when he was still in apple he was the kind of he wasn't the only person running it we knew that it wasn't steve jobs that ran the yeah, whole of apple of built the computers but he kind mm-hmm. of conveyed the personality as perfectionism all that kind of stuff just the, the quality the care that goes into the products. so it's that personal brand conveyed the ethos of the company similar with other people that have have sort of led companies that become the figurehead of that company but even more important i think with small companies like if you run a small business or you're an individual the way to compete with the larger companies or with the slew of other small companies out there is your personality it's your approach it's your ethos your values that's why somebody will choose like one you know baker in the high street over another it's because they'll maybe know the person behind the counter and they'll have talked to them and they'll like them you know trust them just because they know this person so it's extra valuable to small companies i think and particularly small companies that are in relatively saturated markets so a good example of that might be something like a, a solicitor solicitor's office so we work with a company called BlackAders, which are a solicitor in scotland and they could be lost in the kind of the world of of solicitor legal all that stuff it's a it's a world that doesn't have much personality in a lot of ways so they create a podcast which puts their personality out there there's three of them often come to podcast they're really funny guys they create a really great podcast um called employment lawyer in your pocket which talks about how to run employment law it's like it's the most dry subject ever but because Mm -hmm. they are passionate about it because they're so knowledgeable about it and because they have such a great team uh you know chemistry they make it entertaining, they make it funny, they make it, you know, useful. And so suddenly people that listen to that podcast, immediately they're gonna to go to black because of the personality that comes out there because they know the people in it, they trust those people. So that kind of personal brand, that's where it's most valuable to me. It's that those industries that often don't have much personality, a lot of competition and really need that differentiation.
0: Uh, that sounds great. And And how many funny lawyers can you find really? <laughs>
1: Well, I don't like to, you know, put in a whole industry, but none as far as I know.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, especially when they're at work. I don't think they're, they're allowed to be funny at work. So, <laughs> you know, there's this, this persona they have to live up yes, to. Indeed. So that sounds really great. It's a great way to stand out. Definitely. Colin, I know that our audience is always into creating better systems and automation you know so that they can reach more people with spending less time of course on their content so do you have any 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 tips yeah I know that you have a course about podcasting right so you help people set up do you have any 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 tips that you feel could really help people you know set up their systems more easily and maybe automate it a little bit more some something that's not very well known
1: yeah, I'm I'm afraid actually there there's a lot of people are looking for magic bullets in this kind of mm-hmm. sense uh, around how to get this thing out there every week. There's there's a couple of things, actually. I mean, the, the base of it is that really you just have to set a time every single week. That is your regular podcasting time. Um, if you have a full-time job, if that has to be 8 p.m. on a Tuesday evening every single week, then that's what you have to do. If you're passionate about this, you want to get it out there, that's what you have to do. But if you can set a sometime during your day, like if you can sort of integrate it into your work, if you can... Really prioritize it. That's the thing. It's like, do you want to go all in on this or not? Like, do you think it's worthwhile or not? If you think it's worthwhile, then put a time in your calendar the same way you would a meeting with your accountant or, you know, a meeting with a client. It's that um, non-negotiable. You just have to put it in there and you need to stick to it. Um, The kind of the less obvious things, I suppose, firstly, is to just make it really, really simple. Uh, the, the biggest killer of podcasts is complexity. It's, it's making a podcast that's, that takes too long to create. You know, if you're going to end up taking eight hours a week to make your podcast, that's when it's going to drop off the map because it's just too much to sustain. So start out by making it really short and simple, for example. Do a solo show of 10 minutes once a week. That's going to take you an hour to do because it's just you know five minutes of planning because it's just you you're the only person you have to control 10 minutes of recording because again it's just you there's no organizing appointments meetings all that kind of stuff and then because it's just you as well you can use some editing techniques to make editing really quick and simple for example one trick is to use clicks so whenever I'm recording a solo podcraft episode if I make a mistake more often than not I'll just brush past I'll say oh that's not what I meant to say sorry Uh, what I meant was blah 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 that's fine. That's part of the personality of a show. But if it's a mistake that just can't stand, what I'll do is I'll pause and I'll go, just click my tongue into the <laughs> microphone. Or you can clap. You can clap your hands. Uh, and basically, as long as you pause either side of it, that shows up really, really clearly on the timeline in your editor. You'll see these spikes, three spikes.
0: Oh, that's smart.
1: So your 15-minute episode, you don't have to listen all the way through. All you do is you load it into your editing package or into Allah2, uh, which is our editing package as well. Uh, you drop it in there and you just scroll through the waveform and you'll spot these clicks. You'll spot these spikes really easily. You can just cut either side. You can sort of match up the uh, the words either side. Uh, for example, I often, it's really easy to do this once you've practiced, but you can, you can restart. So if I make a mistake, usually I can remember the start of the sentence I made the mistake on. You know, I've only just said it. So it's still in my head. So I can remember the first few words and it means you can match up those words really easily, really quickly. Just two quick cuts takes maybe 30 seconds or a minute for that edit and it's done. So when you're recording solo, even when you're recording interviews, that kind of stuff, you can do that kind of editing tactic quite easily. But that really kind of, that trick can help you save a lot of time, but also it's just the the concept of keeping things as simple as possible, as easy as possible, trying to edit as little as possible. Under no circumstances editing out your ums and your as and your that kind of stuff. Like it's just just get better at speaking. <laughs> just That's right. Keep doing it. Keep doing it and commit to getting better at it. And if you leave them in, that'll be good motivation to get better at those things, like to get rid of those ums and the ass. And you'll you'll soon hear your vocal ticks pretty quickly and be able to get rid of them quite easily. So that's certainly, that's a big part of it for me. It's the scheduling the time every single week. It's the keeping it as simple as humanly possible. Using editing tricks like that to make the editing and production Really simple as well, Um, and I think we're going to come on to tools, aren't we? So using tools as well, which can can save you time as well.
0: Indeed, in fact, um, I would quite confidently say that um, our listeners are quite tool hungry. They're always looking (laughs) for, that like you said, the next silver bullet to make things just a little bit faster, just a little bit perhaps easier (laughs) to delegate. (laughs) Yeah. So I know you you have a tool, right? And Uh, it's of course connected to podcasting so what does it do and how does it help podcasters
1: yeah so for anyone that really wants to you know take away a lot of the tech and podcasting like it's possible certainly to learn how to edit how to produce how to do noise reduction how to do compression how to get your volumes all right convert from one file to the next all that stuff it's certainly possible it's not like super difficult but it takes time it takes a bit of technology and that's what Allitude does it takes care of all the techie side of it it helps you build your podcast so you upload your bit of audio uh, whether it's an intro whether it's an interview recording like we we're doing just now uh, Alitude does all the cleanup so it automatically does leveling it does noise reduction it does hum reduction so it makes it all sound good um, then you can edit so there is an editing uh, tool in there so you can cut out mistakes you can spot those spikes and like cut out the bits you want you can build an episode, so you can bring in reusable segments. Like If there's an advert you're running for a month, you can have that in your library and just drop it into your episode. Or if there's a segment intro, like a little jingle that you use all the time, you can have that in your library, drop it into the episode as well. And you can record your intros and outros straight into the app too. And then finally, you export it and you can publish. So we publish direct to uh, at least eight or nine of the best Podcast hosting platforms right now, and growing that every time, so we can publish right to Libsyn, to Blueberry, to Buzzsprout, to Captivate, all the rest of them. So that's the process. It basically makes that making your podcast part really simple. You do your recording, you drop it into, Alitu, you make the show, and it pushes it to your to your um, publishing platform.
0: That sounds fantastic. That sounds really cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, <laughs> you. You don't have to worry about all the different platforms, and also the fact that you can edit. And have it cleaned up, I believe, is is a very good thing. I mean, of course, uh, a lot of people who do podcasts are not professional editors.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they've got um, no interest in becoming one. <laughs>
0: that's right. It's not something that I think a lot of, a lot of people can do. Mm-hmm. So that's great. So where can we find the tool?
1: Uh, you'll find it over at alitu.com. So it's
0: A-L-I-T-U dot com. Excellent. And is there a free trial we can use?
1: There is indeed, yeah. yeah. So it's seven days. You can, you've got seven days free to try it out. That's so nice. you can create an episode during that week and try it out and see how it sounds on your, your audio. Uh, try out the building tools and, and set it up with your host so you can see how easy it is to publish as well.
0: Excellent. That sounds fantastic. And how did you come up with the idea for the tool?
1: It was really back in the day when we were running, just running the com, which is our, our main content website. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have people looking at that site all the time, learning how to make a podcast. And one of the biggest questions we got through that site was around editing. Uh, it was how can I make editing easier? How can I learn to, do, to be a good editor? How can I you know clean up my audio? All that stuff. And it just it became pretty obvious that you know, we were working with clients on that. People were paying us to do it for them. Um, but many people couldn't afford the mm. cost of an editor because it's a fairly time-intensive process. Um, cost of bit to get somebody good. So I just wanted to look into whether we could automate a lot of it because a lot of it is quite procedural. Like if you're doing podcast editing, you're doing the same thing every single week in many cases. You, you put a bit of an ear to it, but actually most of it's pr- quite procedural. So um, so I just thought, let's have a go at this. and. We took on a bit of funding from the local government actually um, to build a prototype, um, built it out, discovered that actually there was a lot of stuff you could do uh, around automation on it with existing software, with just building a little bit of machine learning, a little bit of a little bit of com- combining a few different tools. And, and it came out that way really. Um, and then we start building other features around it based on what people were asking for. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how it built up.
0: That sounds excellent. So you, actually did it to serve your audience to serve your people
1: it was all from yeah it was all from user requests really yeah so i was was reasonably confident people would would use it (laughs) (laughs) yes of
0: course that's great so thank you so much for coming to the show colin where can our audience find you um is there a link you can give us is there a, a website you prefer everybody to go to
1: yeah, sure. I mean, our main site is thepodcasthost.com and you can find all sorts of uh, free resources on there. We've got a how to start a podcast guide there, which takes you through every single step. So if you just go to thepodcasthost.com, either click the start a podcast in the top or forward slash start and it'll load up.
0: Excellent. So you can find Colin. We will add the links to the show notes so that you can find it really easy to get in touch with Colin if you want to get on this podcasting journey. And I'd like to thank you, Colin, for your time and for being with us for the amazing advice and for introducing us to your tool, Alitu, which I will be checking out for sure because it could actually end up becoming part of the process of this podcast. It sounds really great.
1: Excellent, no, you're most welcome. Thank you for having me on and uh, good luck with the show.
0: Thank you for listening to the Profitable Content Marketing Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share it with friends and colleagues and anyone you think is going to find this useful. If you'd like to give me some feedback, leave a review on iTunes or a comment on the YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube. Whatever you do, make sure you don't miss the next episode because we have more juicy content coming your way. See you in the next episode.